0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. Uh, I'm a very husky Pete Allison, and here's Dave Cripp. I'm a very husky, Dave. No, I'm not really. I'm just... hoy hoy Shit. I'm you are absolutely. generally quite husky. You're quite a husky person.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm more default husky than, than you are... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sort of on a daily basis, right? Yeah, I'm actually I have been out late, so I'm feeling a bit of the old, you know, husk. But that's nothing compared to you and you are screaming with thousands of people.
1: Yeah, I was I was at the football, and I mean, I was at the football two hours ago. Yeah, um, I'm also on the radio all this week, like presenting programs all this week. It's gonna be like Phoebe's sexy flu voice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I really don't think it's very sexy
0: though. My sticky shoes. Yeah. Sing, sing my sticky shoes for
1: me. I think that is no, no. Um, I think, <laughs> I think one of the most commonly made references to Friends is when someone's voice is a bit off and they're like, "Oh, like Phoebe and Friends."
0: Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a, it's a sort of um,
0: evergreen reference, isn't it? Again, yeah, I reckon capsule. that one gets used a lot. Yeah. If you're just telling me that what I've done is just use a a really common reference. Yeah, do better, Dave. Fine. Do better. Well, it's like Pete in uh, the film. D- Marley and Me starring... Uh, I can't think of anything.
1: Like, nobody genuinely... nobody ever references anything in Marley and <laughs> Me other, and other me than it of involves of us, a dog yeah. dying. That is the only circumstance in which anyone references. That's so
0: true, isn't it? I was doing a quick roll of films the Friends stars have been in, and that was the first one I, I landed on. And then I realised that, I'll be honest, I
1: haven't seen it, mate. Uh, no, neither have I. Uh, right. To this week's episode, uh, which actually is another double requester, Dave. Uh, it is a double
0: requester. Firstly, from Joshua. 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 Yeah. Uh, is that our first Joshua? I don't remember making a Joshua reference before. Possibly. Request-wise, Joshua says, "I would like to request the one with the giant poking device. I feel like this is an episode with some iconic images." I always remember it for ugly naked guy and the poking device, but we also get the scene from Chandler album meme at the end of it. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? And watching it back though, it's not as good as I remember. All right, well, I should have thought about okay. like that. We requested it. <laughs> Heavy on the drama side, leading to Chandler and Janice's breakup. Not too many quips and jokes. Oh, interesting. I don't think I necessarily agree with that. I don't think any less than than usual. No, with some lazy and outdated ones at the beginning of the episode. Yes, that's about Chandler talking about looking down the hygienist's blouse, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We can skirt past that one. This hasn't passed the test of time. Uh, Plus the two subplots both revolve around injuries. Uh, Yeah, that's true. That's bizarre, isn't it? Um, maybe the bang on the head is what makes Ben so boring further down the line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is super docile in this episode as Monica tears up a teddy in front of him. And then they really go for it when they poke the poor, ugly, naked guy, which looks like it would really hurt. Yeah. Plus, I feel like the giant poking device raises a lot of questions. Like the fact, Joey walks out with a handful of chopsticks, happy as Larry. But then how did they get it across? The- yeah, I mean, right. We'll we'll come on to that, won't we? Yeah. Um. P.S. I've thrown together a quiz for you. Thanks, Joshua. All those tricky finding good questions. Hope you enjoy it. I'm sure we will enjoy it. And then also, Izzy has recommended the same episode. Hi, Devin, Pete. I was looking back through the podcast and saw you haven't done the one with the giant poking device. I think it's a very funny episode. Agreed but with some problematic moments, like Ross pretending that Monica has caused serious damage to his child. That's interesting. Uh, it's a very memorable episode of Friends for me, and I would love you to discuss it. love the podcast, by the way. Thanks, Izzy. It's one of the few ones out there that genuinely make me laugh. Oh, Peter, I should have read this and <laughs> skipped over that paragraph. Yeah. My best friend introduced me to Friends when I was about 12, and I'm 15 now and can't get enough of it. Oh, Izzy, stop making us feel old. Anyway, I love the pod. Can't wait for the new series. Isabel. <laughs> I mean, she's probably referring to sub time ago there It the <laughs> yeah, was October Peter but we, hey I think we're catching up I think we're catching up now Thank we're getting you, there we are getting we are there, getting there. Um, excellent excellent choices from both of you I thought this was a very strong episode Uh, which you guys apparently disagree on. So that'd be interesting to pick pick this apart as we go. Here's the Wikipedia synopsis. When Chandler wants to buy Janice an expensive gift for her birthday, Joey reveals he's already kissing her ex-husband. Upon confronting her, Chandler reluctantly breaks up with her. When babysitting Ben, Monica accidentally bumps his head on the post. Uh, And Phoebe has a bad toothache but fears going to the dentist because it always leads to somebody she knows Dying. And then there's about four more lines about the ugly naked guy poking the which we'll get on to, Pete, won't we? So I'm going to read that out. 465258, five, there's your production code. Nice, even, my preference. Uh, yeah, there you go for fans of superstitious fans of the production codes. Uh, where do you want to start then? We have Phoebe and the Dentist, Janice and Chandler, Rachel and Ben. Should we start with Rachel and Ben? Yeah, let's do that bit. Rachel makes some fucking huge brownies, doesn't she? Well, here's the thing about this episode first and foremost. I feel like this is almost an alternate reality, Rachel, because all her behaviour in this episode is not is not like Rachel. She doesn't cook like famously it's referenced. She hasn't cooked since nineteen ninety six in a, a future series. You know, I don't. Th- I, it doesn't strike me that Rachel, based on things like the trifle, has the culinary skills to pull off what are apparently delicious brownies. Yeah. And then she also volunteers to look after Ben, which is absolutely not in Rachel's character. She is not good with kids, is she? Famousl,y holds him like a rugby ball, right, or a football? I think they'd call it No, Nah, it's same. T- it's not the same thing. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's just a, it's just strange that she's really sort of um, sort of digging her teeth into things that
1: don't feel very Rachelly. Just want to point out, um, yeah. if you hit a baby's head <laughs> on a wooden beam yeah. that hard. Yeah. It would fucking scream the house down. Like Ben, ben, ben chill, doesn't man. give a shit. <laughs> what is Ben made of? Like, is he made of like dough? He doesn't. He doesn't. Doesn't react.
0: Mate, Ben is like a fucking hard ass. He sits there while Monica murders the teddy bear, as was pointed out in the request. Yeah, it doesn't rips care. the teddy bear's head off. Like kids would not enjoy that. And like you say, yeah, basically chucks him a wooden beam hard enough to. Uh, get a decent-sized, very noticeable bump, and he's just like,
1: "Yeah, mm-hmm. cool, do it again. I don't what care.
0: What've you got for me, guys?" <laughs>
1: yeah, it's what it's like. Oh, you got? Throw so, something more
0: at me? Yeah, is that the so best you can do? Tough. I love it. <laughs> I'd say maybe, and and this is, I'm thinking on the spot here. I haven't thought about this previously, but maybe actually, this is the best Ben episode. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> before he gets, you know, Ben E. Because um, he's, yeah, he's been an absolute hard-ass. Fair play to him. Um, so, yeah, Rachel volunteers to babysit Ben. Turns up. not very good at it, is she? She thinks the extent of entertaining a baby is showing him a spoon yeah. and saying, look, it's a spoon.
1: I mean, the, <laughs> uh, babies do find you know, oh, inanimate objects, quite, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So perhaps it might find the spoon interesting. Just feels like she gives up
0: very quickly. Do you know what I mean? She's like, right, what am I doing with this baby? Share yeah. my spoon? That hasn't worked. I'm I give
1: up. Yeah. I do think that you know the bit where uh after Ben's banged his head, yeah. And Monica's thinking of ways to avoid Ross sort of clocking it, right? Yeah. Um and she says that she wants Rachel to basically distract Ross with sex. Now, oh, yeah. the noise that Monica yeah. claims Ross makes during sex, it it sounds like like accidentally squashing a hamster. Like like what <laughs> what sex act can possibly make Ross make that noise? Sounds like the noise that Ben should have made when they smack his head against the wall. Absolutely.
0: Being. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, also we 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 must in, uh, immediately flag the usual inappropriate sexual content for siblings alarm. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, the fact that Monica does, even does an impression of her brother having sex is, I'd say, we've gone past, you know, the line is a dot to us by then. Um, But then, yeah, what is that noise? There's
1: a Pokemon. There's a Pokemon that makes that noise. (laughs) What Pokemon makes that noise? I don't know. I don't know anything about Pokemon. Hang on. Zero. Are you Googling which Pokemon makes a root? It'll be one of the original 150. Okay. Oh, good. You've lost me already. Yeah, I think I found it. Go on.
0: And what Pokemon is that for the for the fans? That was uh, that was Butterfree. Oh, fine. Uh, yes, it's very similar, isn't it? Um, what well, I would suggest not a noise I would associate traditionally with sex. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hey, like each to their own. Maybe Ross has his own ways of expressing satisfaction, and Monica is apparently very familiar with it. Yeah. Don't like it, Pete. Don't like it. It Makes me very uncomfortable, the whole thing. Uh, So the solution to the bump is to put the hat on his head. Yeah. But then they put the whole outfit on his head. So presumably, based on the fact the hat is sewn on, the whole outfit was sewn on. So they've really massacred that bear. Yeah. Maybe Ben's had to be stitched back into it. (laughs) Like a corset. It does. It did feel to me like the bear was still too small. To actually dress better. Like the hat maybe, but the actual outfit, surely that pair is not the
1: size of an actual toddler, right? But then in Friends, they also dress Emma as a Cabbage Patch Kid. Yeah, that's true, actually.
0: Hey, do you know what? They're efficient with their recycling of clothes. Yeah. Clothing from toys to babies. Um, And then Ben inexplicably starts to speak, doesn't he? Suddenly starts to coherently say
1: words. Yeah, that is, to be fair, real unfortunate for Monica. Yeah, with Monica, he immediately masters her three-syllable name, Yeah, (laughs) which for a child who is yet to coherently speak is is quite sudden development. And
0: not only does he master the three-syllable name, he also masters a quick and efficient summary
1: of her recent activities. He understands onomatopoeia, yeah. <laughs> which is really impressive.
0: I think the first five times I watched this, I and because of the way that Monica pronounces the word "bang," I used to think Ben was saying "Monica Bing," yes, some sort of weird foreshadowing of their um, of their future relationship. Obviously, I don't think the Friends writers had even thought that far ahead by then. But sort of the way that the way the Americans pronounce bang bang i don't know do you know what i mean there's like a, a twang a twing a bang um, twang, a bang twang yeah exactly yeah it's 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 real unfortunate for monica she's she's really badly lucked out there that, that ben's discovered so many new concepts and skills in the space of about three minutes absolutely um i do enjoy and, and joey's good in this episode even though he's not really part of the, you know, he's part of the Chandler plot a bit, but it's more I think Joey's great isn't in this episode. That's actually. what I mean. So there's just bits of this rare Rachel and Monica plot line, aren't there, where Joey... You know, the, that's the bit I'm thinking of is where Joey's just sitting eating ice cream out of the tub and giggling when Rachel says number one and number two. And it's like really nice, proper, old-school, childish Joey being an idiot. But he does have some actually um, useful contribution as well later in later in the episode, which we'll get on to. Um, and I have to say... It's one of my favourite things, and I remember loving this when we first watched it first time round years and years ago. Is uh, when Ross pranks Monica, and I know that uh, Izzy is flagged up, but I just think the way that whole scene un- unfolds is is so well done.
1: It's just a classic bit of uh, sibling bans, isn't it?
0: I think it is. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's too troubling in the sense of you know the the fact that he's pretending his child is seriously. Well, seriously brain damage actually yeah you know when you say it like that it does sound a bit a bit much for a dad but the way he manages to um to sort of keep a straight face I, I would love to know how many takes that actually took um and you can you could even see sort of jennifer aniston slash rachel corpsing in the background can't you yeah burying her head burying her head yeah yeah, yeah. um and then of course the whole plot line culminates in a punchline that wouldn't have even been possible two years later because uh, it culminates in Ross banging his head on that beam as well that had, that had, uh, which famously been, we know courtesy of the reunion got removed mysteriously removed yeah so this whole plot line is is really um reliant on a prop that's long gone maybe they were like do you know what guys I think we've done all we can with the pillar yeah <laughs> let's get rid it's of the narrative beam. arc is complete <laughs> yeah it's there we hit some heads on it the end. Janice and Chandler, Phoebe and the dentist. Janice and Chandler. So we sort of joined this plotline halfway through a cliffhanger, basically, don't we? Because Joey has just seen at the end of the last episode, Janice kissing her ex-husband, the Mattress King.
1: Does that does that actually
0: happen then? Yeah, yeah, we oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he
1: sees it through the glass, doesn't he? Through it? the
0: glass in the door and looks horrified. You know, yeah, I thought all... it
1: was just a bit of, what's the term? Exposition. But no, it has actually happened.
0: No, it happened right at the end of the last one, yeah. So, so this is a sort of pick up from there. Um... And Joey is struggling how to tell Chandler. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't want to tell him. And then we get this really weird conversation outside the jewellery shop, don't we? So Chandler wants to buy diamonds for Janice or something expensive. How weird a reference is a barium enema? Yes, that is odd. Were they like in vogue at the time? Was a barium enema like the sort of uh, on-trend medical thing, you know? Is that when they, they sort of clean out your pipes? Yeah, clean out your pipes, yes. yes. It's a radiographic examination of the lower gastrointestinal tract. Examination? Yes, apparently. The large intestine, including the rectum, is made oh, visible on X-ray I film by filling need... the colon with a liquid suspension okay. called barium sulphate. All
1: right.
0: Barium highlights certain areas in the body to create a clearer picture. I just, it's, 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 I mean, A, I didn't know what it was when I was a kid. I had no idea what he was saying. I thought he was saying, like, about, like the word Barry.
1: It sounds like a something you'd only have
0: as like a medical. Even away from this context, it's to be a fucking weird birthday present, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For for anyone. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just just just, just a strange. Little, I just I, I imagine if we transported ourselves back to that time, barium enemas were all the rage. Maybe everyone was getting them. <laughs> 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 because it's just a weird, it's a really weird thing to put into the episode. If that's not the case, you know. Um. Yeah. Again, another example of. Joey being a very good friend. Joey's uh, analysis of this situation and the way he deals with it and the advice he dishes out
1: is is superb, isn't it? Because fair play to him because it's not a particularly nice uh, conversation no. for him to have with Chandler and you know he could potentially be like not my circus not my monkeys. But <laughs> yeah. he he goes ahead and he tells Chandler despite the fact that actually as well genuinely quite moving bit of denial from Chandler. Do you know what? It's it's interesting that um, Joshua said that he felt watching it back this episode was
0: a bit too heavy and there's a bit too much of the heavy stuff because what I actually took from it was I think this is like Friends at some of its very best because it's doing like a proper bit of pathos isn't it and it's doing the serious subject matter but there's still like a joke or a visual gag every 10 seconds
1: yeah and only with the final line of this scene do they add in a bit of comic relief again after a, a few moments of it genuinely being quite sort of you know the reality dawning on Chandler that his relationship's not going to pan out the way he hopes it would and yeah. they, they wrap up that scene as you'd hope they would with with a with a joke
0: yeah I, re- I really like it it's got like it's got proper heart uh, but they don't shy away from checking in the jokes. And that counts for that scene, you know, earlier when Chandler and Joey are talking as well with with the dartboard. Can we talk about the dartboard, by the way? What, are, yeah. Do they ever play darts again?
1: And I, I think as well that the, the dartboard's a really good example of like a different form of comedy in this episode as well. Because yeah. it's, it's like physical comedy, right? With Joey, yeah. th- that great bit where Joey dives down to avoid yes. the dart after, you know, delivering his his uh his, his home truths <laughs> yeah and then um, uh, yeah that's like a completely different form of comedy and yeah it fits really neatly in this episode
0: 100% 100% and even before that the sort of the way that the rhythm of the darts underlines chandler's point is yeah. throwing them and um it's it's great i really like it but yeah just it, it's it's a very underused dartboard in the joey and chandler uh, apartment that is
1: and yet again joey wise another another moment of joey you know proving himself to be a good bloke his very fair, rational explanation of why Chandler should bow out because he's thinking about the family. He doesn't know this family. He doesn't have any reason to give a shit about them, but he thinks about this kid and he thinks about the logic of them, um, you know, potentially still being able to be like a family unit and wanting to enable that. And that's a quite lovely kind of thought process he's clearly been down.
0: Yeah, he's wise beyond his years. He's genuinely wise beyond his years because the other advice there is do something that makes you happy. And that's hard to go against that and say, you gotta do the you gotta do the shit thing, man, even though you're gonna hate it.
1: It's one thing to tell one of your best friends what you think they wanna hear in a situation exactly. where they're low. It's another thing to kind of, you know, try and steer them towards some kind of rationale when they're feeling miserable. Yeah. The physical comedy of Chandler
0: removing Janice's shoe is very funny as well. There's also yes, an extra at the bar in Central Park that, that
1: laughs when he does that. The I don't care bit when he's when he knows that that he's being watched is great too. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> you can leave. I have your shoe. Yeah.
0: Um, and Janice is great. We should give give Maggie Wheeler her props as well in that in the sort yeah. of hyperventilating scene when she's that noise that sort of ah, noise she makes as she goes through that that sequence and that speech that that whole bit is great and the payoff of that scene as well. Phoebe bursting in with the tele, with when the phone ringing. Um, oh, it's just I really I really like the writing of that whole that whole plot line.
1: The great thing about um I think I kind of realised it in this in this episode is that the way that they the way that they dress Janice as well, she comes in wearing some like incredibly heavily patterned um, yeah, like, a leopard like, print like yeah. clashing leopard print, different print on the on her on her trousers, I think, or whatever she's wearing. She's almost like a bit kind of like She's almost a bit like pantomime ugly sistery the way they dress her,
0: yeah, yeah, I know what you mean In the styling, yeah. she's certainly meant to be a character they think it's y- y- like she's a figure of fun, isn't she? Yeah, they just forgot to make her a bad person. <laughs> And and yeah and it's, yeah exactly and it's interesting watching this back because we're so used to now watching Chandler just be incredibly annoyed by Janice and wants to get out of seeing her but in this he's really like genuinely in love with her isn't he and and it's really breaking his heart and Janice makes
1: a reference to them being soulmates as well yeah
0: yeah I mean there's a lot going on here there's a there is you know Joshua's right there's a there's a lot of heavy shit in this episode yeah you need an enema. <laughs> got a little bit of beef though pete oh yeah a little bit of cow beef The the lionel Richie bit at the end yeah absolutely fine obviously it's a classic scene we all enjoy it there's the memes that have come from it um in a way that i am sure even then they wouldn't have anticipated but it always does what, my name. I, I doubt they anticipated memes no no well you never know mate you never know the simpsons can travel in time maybe That's friends true. writers can as well um but when they're singing the last line again over and over again trying to get their harmonies right, and Chandler's like listening to the song on his headphones. Yeah, the song's ended. Well, has it? Well, it, it
1: would have done if he was listening if he hadn't paused it.
0: Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. It doesn't appear to pause it, and I don't think the song ends that quickly from memory. Anyway, it's just a tiny bit of detail annoyance. But them doing that sort of harmonies is great. It's really it's a really nice, um a really nice ending scene. And again, it's like matching the pathos with the with the silliness and i think it's it's
1: oh it's yes, classic friends Peter. i'd agree absolutely classic friends do you want to take a little break and then want to come talk about a new guy yes please when
0: you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring sort of pivot so well around uh, the fact that phoebe doesn't want to go to the dentist in case someone dies hmm. that is textbook old school phoebe isn't it but yeah the way the whole thing pans out and they end up going this is like and i used the word pivot accidentally there but it's kind of like the pivot episode where you go that's such a big part of the episode but when we did that one dream we realized it was about 17 minutes before yes there was, there was any pivoting and the same with the giant poking device this time i was like i'd almost forgotten That was the main bit of the episode. I did
1: exactly the same thing. The moment that a poking device got mentioned, I was like, oh yeah, that's the episode that we are actually watching.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Now we have to come to to Joshua's um, point
1: about the size of the poking device. Yeah. Not just the size. I think the giant poking device has implausible structural integrity. Correct. Absolutely. There's a lot of engineering that's gone into that. And the way it's
0: strapped around every, like, you know, half a metre or whatever, that's 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 too... The strappings are too far apart to contain an entire chopstick, aren't they?
1: Also, it because it's so thick, it must yeah. clearly weigh quite a bit. Right. And if you are navigating that over the street mm. to a building on the opposite side, the fucking forearms you'd have to have on you to be able to hold that up even if there's you and some friends that requires a lot of strength
0: well without any sort of reinforcement of the structural capability you know like sort of wrapping it into some sort of steel you know like like some sort of steel casing like that those chopsticks at the front would just snap off if they were that if there were that many right
1: if you have not got much control over the force of the poke, and you have quite literally. This whole conversation's
0: put, ludicrous, by the way.
1: <laughs> and you've quite literally put, like, sharp cutlery on the end. Yeah. You could quite easily, like, puncture Ugly Naked Guy. Well, apart from the structural integrity of the poking device,
0: I, for the first time watching back, was thinking about this scene from the perspective of Ugly Naked Guy. Because he doesn't have the context of Phoebe going to the dentist. He doesn't know that he's been asleep for more hours than he he might normally be. Although, also, why would he even factor in that the people across the street monitor his sleeping patterns, you know? Yeah. Ultimately, what's happened from his perspective is he's had a lovely nap. A gang of weird neighbours across the street have just started poking him through the window. <laughs> he's woken up. They've carried on poking him. And then there's that bit where Joey goes, oh, you're never going to get that thing all the way over here about his penis. Yeah. So he's just been poked and woken up and now they're goading him. And now like, they
1: mock his penis. Yeah. There's
0: there's, there's, no, there's nothing on their part to be like, sorry, mate, we thought you were dead. Uh, we were just checking. We're quite caring neighbours. From yeah. his point of view, they're like, who the f-
1: What the f- Yeah, you could understand him being like, what the fuck are you what doing? What are you doing? You yeah.
0: absolute insane group of bizarre, bizarre people.
1: Uh, you can also quite clearly see his stomach moving through the window. Um, so uh, obviously breathing, not dead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, very easy to tell if someone's breathing, isn't it? Really.
0: Yes. In in that sense, especially, especially when, they're naked. when they're naked. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing. Clothes are the one thing that make that tricky normally. Yeah. Um, someone on the internet though has done the work that we obviously would like to do but would never do, and calculated the length, rough length of sort of a gap in apartment buildings, uh, the length of a chopstick, and how many it would take. Okay, and you're looking at around about fourteen and a half thousand chopsticks.
1: So an industrial quantity.
0: And I think Joey grabs maybe ten pairs. Yeah, <laughs> and takes them through. Yeah, the idea the, that they've
1: banked fourteen and a half thousand chopsticks. It's the thickness of the poking device that I think requires the 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 effort. Like you could line up a lot of poke no, pokes. <laughs> You could line up a lot of chopsticks yeah. and make it quite long, but you wouldn't be able to get it anywhere.
0: Yeah, you're looking at 100 sort of pairs of chopsticks in width before you even start on the length, aren't you? Yeah. Do you think we've overanalyzed the chopstick poking device or not?
1: I think we've analysed it an appropriate
0: amount. Great. That's all I want to know. That's, that's what we're aiming for here on Friends with Friends, isn't it? An appropriate amount of stupid analysis. Um, so, yeah, before that, Phoebe's gone to the dentist. Actually, there's some really nice Phoebe moments. It's, it's like I said earlier, it's, it's very nice early Phoebe energy. Um and when she's calling, I mean, how many people does she know? She's calling a lot of people, and famously, we know they only know nine people. Yes, that's true. And six of them are already there. I mean, she calls across the hall, and I know it's a funny payoff to run in for Chandler, but that, that feels like a waste of a phone call, doesn't it?
1: Like you said, it seems like a very sort of inherently Phoebe-ish plot, the yeah. fear of going to the dentist because of this reason, making that connection, even observing that connection between mm. the coincidences of it. Um, but it is quite nice. I feel like this is the kind of thing that Phoebe would say—the kind of theory that she would have at any point in Friends. Yes, that's true. That is true, isn't it?
0: I just think they—I think they make more of it in the early seasons, don't they? Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, and, and and it turns out that no one has died, so presumably she happily goes to the dentist for the rest of her life, or just stops taking care of her teeth. Yeah, true. Um. But either way, ugly naked guys alive and presumably I mean it's a miracle he ever r- lets Ross rent his apartment out when it comes to it because he must because Ross has laughed at his penis no him as yes a, a neighbour mocking his penis from across the street which nobody wants Peter <laughs> absolutely not no. hey you're not dead okay see ya
1: that's one of my top three yeah, that is good. Um, Phoebe calling around to check people aren't dead. I've also already referenced one of my favourite lines, which is, "Want to come poke a nude guy?" Yeah, which is great. Uh, Joey tried to cheer Chandler up. Yeah, and the way Joey
0: says, uh, "We're fashioning a very long poking device," is something that just sticks in my head from you know dec for decades now. The, that sort of that sort of
1: the way he says it and the the style in which he yeah says the it, intonation on it just really makes me laugh. Um, I also love Joey's line about homo sapiens is that why uh, extinct? yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> homo sapiens are people hey I'm not judging yeah uh, but I think my favourite line
0: of the whole thing is just and I really like it when friends do this it's so family friendly it's so mainstream <laughs> but then Rachel drops a little line about well the it's headboard not a, it's not a headboard yeah. it's just not worth it and that it's, was in mine as well it's so it's, it's what friends does the best is putting you know like, actually quite a... No, it's not graphic, but it's very clear about what they're talking about and dropping that really gently into just a normal, a normal sort of um, everyday mainstream sitcom. Ah, big fan of that. Big fan. Yeah. Little joke for the dads. Little joke for the mums and dads and grandparents. Who
1: knows? Uh, would you like to do a quiz, Dave? I would always like to do a quiz, Peter. Oh, hang on. He's put some info in. Okay there are five questions and one bonus extra tough question oh okay oh i'm excited about this now uh right question one uh, yep yeah. who are the three people who've died while phoebe was at the dentist
0: ah uh, do you know what weirdly when we we're talking about this bit earlier i was like I, I nearly went to reference one of them and i couldn't remember what it was now there's albino bob there was a mailman, and I think she ma- named the mailman, but I cannot remember his
1: name. Albino Bob is correct. A mailman, the mailman is also in there, which I will, I, I think I think that counts. I think we get is that. Is he named? Yeah, John. John. I don't know the third person. Aunt Mary.
0: Hmm, I don't think I'd have got that, actually, without a real deep dive into my brain. Two. You got two there. Two out of three ain't bad.
1: Are you can do the noise or oh it's tricky when you only got two out of three isn't it what do you think uh can you press it and then stop it before it does the whole thing nope <laughs> oh <Nope. laughs> <laughs> well, we learned something today didn't we uh question two what does joey say ugly naked guy looks like while he's in his new hammock uh it's something quite mean
0: it's um, a bit fat
1: shamey it's about uh, yeah, Play-Doh it's about Play-Doh isn't it yeah that's what I can that's what I remember Play-Doh uh, something. Fat fat Factory <laughs> yeah go for it Play-Doh Fat Factory mm. correct yeah that's correct we'll give you a point for that even though it's it, it, as you point out question three what are the four things Joey suggests that Chandler should buy Janice instead of pearls gum girls yes. love gum uh, flowers candy and a berry menema Is correct. Is it all three? Is that all four? Yeah. Question four What was the receipt for that Janice choked on? Condoms. Is correct. A 12 12 pack pack of condoms. condoms. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah, well done. Uh, Question five What letters does Ben leave out of the alphabet song according to Ross? E and F. E and F. I concur. Is correct. And the bonus question, who gave you the right to throw in a bonus question? Oh,
0: no. Mixing up the format. Fine. We like it.
1: Oh, this is hard. Go on. This is hard. In the close-up of Chandler throwing a dart at the dartboard, what segment does he hit, i.e. what points does he score? It wasn't a double or triple. Uh... I mean, I, don't I know, know so little about darts that I'd I'm going to a number that's not even possible. One. It's sixteen. So- <laughs> that was a very <laughs> underwhelming conclusion. Joshua ends his quiz with "Thanks, guys. No, thank you." Uh, oh, you added that, right? I added that. that in yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> he I didn't, but thanks, guys. No, thank you. That was no. a sort of script suggestion. Do you want to know what next week's episode is? Uh, yes. Uh, it is from season one. Ooh. Episode 23. Ooh. The one with the birth. Okay. Ben's
0: getting born, is he? Yeah. Ben's getting born. So we've seen him get injured and now we see him get born. And we have not been provided a quiz, Amy. Amy alert. Amy alert. I think we need like a noise for when we need to. um... I think you just made it. Oh, right. I was going to like get an actual one, but then Um. all I've got here is the standard ones. And I don't think any of these are appropriate, are they? No. Oh, God, that made me
1: jump. No, that's not right. Why have you got that to hand? It's just like on the bit of software, it's like there's like five or six. Right, let's see the rest.
0: Oh, That's silence, Dave. Yeah, I've pressed it and nothing's happening. That's good. Oh, this is very good, isn't it? Literally, hang on.
1: Cool, we'll see you next week for another <laughs> episode. Oh, French of Friends. <laughs> oh, this thing
0: won't play now. <laughs> this thing with Lee I think the thing's gone wrong Pete I fucking shambles <laughs>